Greetings and welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. A healthcare company blessed with lots of money, high-tech capabilities, and really smart people will close up the end of January. And of course, this was Haven, the joint venture between Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Its purpose was to use the leverage of its tens of thousands of employees and its expertise in technology to improve the healthcare system. What lessons can we learn from its failure to accomplish its mission? Well, here to help reset the focus of reforming healthcare is respected Houston neurologist, Dr. Stephen Goldstein. And Dr. Goldstein, one of the reasons cited for the failure of Haven has to do with how doctors and hospitals charge in the managed care system. To help us better understand how this industry works, can you tell us what managed care is? Sure. Managed care is a system where prices for services and procedures are managed. The prices are determined by an AMA committee made up of representatives of the hospitals, insurance companies, Medicare, and doctors. The prices are artificially high to prevent shortages. Thus, there is an incentive to provide more treatments because it results in greater profit. The higher the price, the better. In a free market system, the higher price would lower the demand and would limit profit. There is no such limit in our current system. Okay, so does this mean hospitals all try to make sure that their beds are full and surgeons are incentivized to recommend surgery, just for an example? Yes. In addition, there is little incentive for insured patients to push back and consider whether treatment is needed as insurance company pays most of the bill and patients trust the doctor, even though many are now employed by the hospital or hospital system. They are no longer employed by the patient. Also, there is the common perception that more care and attention, the better. This ignores the potential complications of hospitalization and surgical procedures and medication use. Witness the post-surgical and hospital-acquired infections and the opioid epidemic. Boy, yeah, that's right. And I guess I'm also wondering, are there, are there any incentives to change to a more efficient or value-added way of, way of doing business? Not in my opinion. And that is one of the real fundamental flaws that Haven was unable to overcome. Insurance companies and providers make lots of money from the current system. There are few enticements for them to change. And why should they? When money is pouring in and there is no pressure to do things differently. Right. Now, if we give, though, everybody the benefit of the doubt, would the, would the industry be open to creative ideas and problem-solving when it comes to pricing, service delivery, or an emphasis on making the public healthy and not just treating illness? Probably not. The current system of managed care frowns on innovation. It controls innovation by only paying for services that have special codes called CPT codes. They like to use words like usual and customer. Witness the long delay in the adoption of computer technology or the long delay in the adoption of telemedicine. Medicine lags behind the tech world by approximately 25 years. So no, In a change-adverse industry, I would not look for any creative approaches to take place except over long periods of time. Wow, okay. Um, That's 
not such good news. There were, though, some remarks published by alleged experts who said, for example, that the entrenched complexity of the American healthcare business model proved too daunting to change, or another wrote, the failure of such a large innovative effort as Haven may show just how challenging upending the current healthcare system can be. What do you say? Well, these statements are sort of hitting around the target, but not hitting the bullseye. Haven failed because it not, did not use first principles thinking. The people that ran Haven thought by using their technology, innovative ideas, and big data, they could lower the cost of healthcare. But they neglected to ask and answer the question, why do we need healthcare in the first place? Many would answer, we need it to preserve health. If you think about it, health is preserved by clean air and clean water and a proper sewer system. Health is also preserved by an appropriate diet, adequate exercise, proper sleep, and avoidance of toxins such as cigarettes, drugs, and alcohol. Early detection of disease is also important, as well as compliance with treatment of chronic disease. The Sunny Healthcare Reform should focus on improving the public health. But like I said a minute ago, our managed care system, by and large, only focuses on the sick care. I have not seen where this was part of what Haven tried to change. So they were not focused on the fundamental problem. Right. And we know where Haven messed up based on what you just told us. And what at least one of the primary issues was that went ignored. What then should healthcare look like? Well, if we treat healthcare as the commodity that it is, we know that the best way to ensure an adequate supply at the lowest possible price is to permit the laws of supply and demand to work. Our current system is a highly government-regulated system, largely influenced by lobbyists who represent doctors, insurance companies, hospitals, and drug companies. The public has little to say about it, but they could have a great deal to say. Um, Okay. How how so? How is that? Well, companies that self-insure can use the healthcare cooperative model with the co-op owned by the employees. Financial incentives based on lifestyle would result in lower life healthcare costs by decreasing utilization. Employee ownership of the cooperative would pass any savings to the employees. It would allow employees to remain members of the co-op even if they leave the company. By transferring ownership of the cooperative to the employees, companies would no longer be responsible for health care and can concentrate on their core business. So it sounds like Haven just worked around the edges of these problems and avoided the, the fundamental challenge of the managed care model. What, what's, what's the way to fix this problem? Well, we need a system that enables hospital systems to profit from improved health of the population rather than the amount of sick care delivered. Innovative ideas need to focus first on improving health. The only way for this to happen is for hospital systems to profit from this outcome. One example of how to accomplish this is for hospitals to offer Medicare pricing to patients without insurance at the Medicare rate. In return for the discounted prices, patients would pay the hospital a monthly fee. They would also pay a monthly fee into a savings account in order to pay the hospital bill. In this scenario, the hospital would collect the monthly fees even if no patients were admitted to hospital. 
If patients were kept well, the need for hospitalization would decrease. And in this environment, the innovative ideas of Haven would have found a much warmer reception. Well, thank you, Dr. Goldstein, for your insight. And hearing how Haven failed because they worked on the wrong problem reminds me of a time when I studied the wrong chapter of a textbook right before a test. Sure, I'd learned something, but I learned the wrong thing. Haven learned things, too, but only worked around the edges of the real issues. Can the traditional parts of the industry change? Well, like Dr. Goldstein said, probably not. Incentives for the healthcare industry to change just aren't likely. But also, like Dr. Goldstein said, all is not lost. Private companies can switch from the traditional insurance model to an employee-owned cooperative. Financial incentives based on lifestyle would result in lower healthcare costs by decreasing utilization. Ownership of the cooperative would pass the savings from the cooperative to the employees. It allows employees to remain members of the co-op even if they leave their company. By transferring ownership of the cooperative to the employees, companies are no longer responsible for health care and can concentrate on their core business. Hey, thank you for listening to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. Visit the website at HoustonHealthCareInitiative.org to learn lots more about this and other similar issues for healthcare reform. And remember to tell your friends about us. And, of course, be sure to come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.